Welcome to the Jenny Catron Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Foresight. At Foresight, we are cultivating healthy leaders to lead thriving organizations. Thank you for tuning into today's podcast. Please enjoy the rest of our show. Hey, friends, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Catron, founder and CEO of the Foresight Group, and glad you are here today. A couple of quick updates before we get into today's content. The Culture Conference Team Edition is available. So if you missed the conference or if you saw the conference but would love to revisit all of the talks from the conference, maybe you want to use those for some staff training and development, you can get all of that in the Team Edition. With that, we have a workbook with guided discussion questions for you to use in helping foster great conversations with your team. So it's a fantastic resource and it gives you unlimited access to all of those videos and the workbook. So you can check that out at getforesight.com slash culture conference. And then I am also super excited to announce that we have released the dates for our next Women in Leadership coaching group. So uh, if you guys have stuck with me for very long, you know that this is something that we do every year for women in kind of mid to executive level leadership positions, both in ministry and in the marketplace. We've had a lot of people from churches and nonprofits and small businesses that join us for the Women in Leadership Coaching Group every year. It's a fantastic group of women, and I would love for you to be a part. If you're a woman in leadership, you will love this event. So you can also go to getforesight.com right at the top navigation. It says Women in Leadership. You can check out all the details, but spots are limited. And so registration has just opened. So be sure to go check that out. Well, today I want to dive into kind of an interesting subject that I know I have been navigating and pretty much every leader that I am working with is navigating. And it's this idea of how do we respond to just a rapidly changing environment, rapidly changing culture, which was true pre-pandemic and is exponentially true right now. So I want us to talk today about how do we think differently in a rapidly changing culture? How do we need to think differently to achieve a different result? Because most of you listening don't need to be convinced that our world is constantly changing. That is a given. It feels like we're navigating endless change, if we're honest. And frankly, we're all a little bit tired by all of that. I think there's just this recognition that we have to learn how to operate differently in this season. And I think that's one of the things that so many of us are trying to figure out is, okay, what does this season require of me? And how do I show up differently? Now. There's this thing called the law of the diffusion of innovation. And it is this idea that there's this continuum. You've probably seen this. And if you put that into a Google search, you're going to find the law of diffusion of innovation. And it's basically like a bell curve. And on the far left-hand side are like the innovators, the people who are come up with the, you know, the brilliant and creative and new ideas. And then there are the early adopters. Then there's the early majority. And then as you cross over onto the second half of the bell curve, you hit the late majority, and then you hit the laggards. And basically, this law of the diffusion of innovation is basically this idea of how we all engage innovation. Some of us are the innovators, some are the early adopters, some are the early majority, late majority, and then laggards. 
So some of you listening to this are the early adopters or even the innovators, and you're pushing us to consider new ideas and new technologies. You thrive on new and different. So you're like, yay, this is awesome. Others of you are the late adopters, and you're concerned about whether all of these changes and advances and you know, new innovations and you know, just all of the myriad of things that are swirling all the time are really a good thing or not. So you're usually kind of late to the game on new things, new ideas. So today I want to talk to both of those groups, and obviously there's there's a few more of you kind of in the in the middle, but I want to talk to both of you and equip you with how do you think up, how do you think differently in rapidly changing culture, right? Like how do you think differently, you know, wherever you are on that law of diffusion of innovation, how do you think differently in order to thrive in a rapidly changing culture? To be candid, I'm not an expert in innovation. I usually land among that early majority. So I'm kind of, you know, as I'm not an innovator, I'm not, I'm not often an early adopter. Sometimes I might be an early adopter, but most of the time I'm part of the early majority. Like I will see something kind of rising and changing and shifting. And, you know, the innovators are already like, duh, this is where it's going. And I'm kind of like, okay, yep. All right. I'm seeing it. Yep. I'm going to go with you. So I tend to kind of see that middle part of the bell curve with a strong case and oftentimes some peer pressure. I'll typically adopt when it seems like that's the trajectory of the masses. If it seems like, okay, yep, that's where the majority are going, then I'm going to usually make the pivot. And frankly, after all, as an Enneagram 3 achiever, I certainly don't want to be left behind, right? So I've got to stay on the front edge of that bell curve just by my nature. So I'm not going to attempt to wow you today with my knowledge of innovation or even convince you that you need to be innovative. That's not the point. I want to challenge how you think and how you lead when it comes to change. See, most of you sit in one of two seats within your organization. You're an innovator or an early adopter who's eager to use new ideas and new technology effectively. You probably get frustrated when your ideas aren't eagerly received and implemented. And you feel like your organization is often lagging behind and that really frustrates you. So there's that first group of you are on that early part of the bell curve. New ideas are exciting to you and you always are one of the first to kind of bring new ideas to the table. And then others of you are, you know, some of the leaders in your organization and you're likely somewhere in the early or late majority. Uh, You're kind of at the top of that bell curve. And more importantly, you spend your time with customers or maybe church members who are most likely in that late majority or even the laggards. So a lot of times, those of you in more senior positions of leadership, even if you might have had a more innovative edge at some point, you likely have become more of that early or late majority because you've had to learn how to communicate between both extremes of that bell curve. You know, you've got your innovators and early adopters over here, and then you've got others of you, especially leaders in your organization, that are somewhere in that middle range. And you're constantly talking to the people over on the right side of that bell curve, those late majority and laggards. So today, I want to challenge both of you to think differently. I want to equip you with three perspective shifts that you can make that will help you lead your organization to engage change in ways that enable you to move mission forward. Because here's the reality, wherever you fall on that spectrum, and part of the reason why I said, you know what, as leaders, you're either going to be in that that innovator, early adopter, or you're going to be in the early to late majority. 
rarely are leaders in the late majority and laggards. Like most leaders at least need to be over on kind of that front edge of the bell curve in order to lead forward. So I'm going to make an assumption that most of you listening are not laggards. You're somewhere in that, you know, you might be on the innovating edge, but you're probably more likely in that early majority. And so what's really key is that we need to know how to deal with our tendency in that we need to understand where do we land when it comes to change and, you know, that law of diffusion of innovation, like where do we land on that change scale so that we understand what's required of us as leaders? Like, how do we navigate that? As John Maxwell often has said, everything rises and falls on leadership. So how we as leaders lead through change will make all the difference in how change is received. So I'm going to say that again, because I think we need to hear that how we as leaders lead through change will make all the difference in how change is received. And I know every one of you are navigating change. Your churches have changed. Your businesses have changed. You're having to make adjustments. We're also dealing with this war on talent. So your staff are changing and your staff culture is changing. The culture, the broader culture around us is changing. So how you as a leader lead through change will make all the difference in how change is received. And that's why I hope these three things that I'm going to share with you today, these three perspective shifts, I hope will give you some things to think about that will help you lead through change even more effectively. The first perspective shift that I want you to consider is this. I want you to shift from being stuck to being curious. Now, before you tell me that you're not stuck, let me ask you a few questions. Tea or coffee? Apple or PC? Coke or Pepsi. We all have preferences. And if and when you double down on your preferences, you have the potential to be stuck, right? As soon as you like double down and commit to that preference, you've created a rut. You are stuck. Now, that may or may not be a bad thing, depending on what it is. But the reality is you have a preference. Do you drive the same route to work every day? Do you eat the same thing for breakfast? If you have a predictable routine, you might be stuck. Again, maybe not good or bad, but you can see how we're all prone to routine. We're prone to being stuck. Now, I'm not saying that preferences or routines are bad. I'm just bringing them to your attention to help you see that you're more prone to getting stuck than you might want to believe. We like the comfort of the familiar, don't we? And again, that's not bad. But as leaders, we must be aware when we are stuck in the comfortable and familiar rather than being curious about the unknown. We have to be aware of when we are stuck in the comfortable and familiar rather than being curious about the unknown. So for those of you who are innovators, this comes a bit more naturally to you. You're more inclined to seek out the new and innovative ideas. You're more energized by opportunities. You're more naturally curious. And what I want you to recognize is that the majority of people, the majority of people you serve and likely your leaders themselves, are not innovators like you. So where you get stuck is being frustrated that others don't get it, right? You need to become curious and understanding of the fact that others don't embrace new ideas as quickly as you do. They won't see the new idea or opportunity with the same sense of enthusiasm. They're more skeptical. So understanding this will help you be more patient in casting the vision to them and helping people understand how new ideas can be helpful to achieving your mission. So be patient and help others cultivate curiosity. Now, for those of you who fall more in the majority, 
I want to challenge you to be more curious. Rather than having fixed ideas about what works or what doesn't work, ask questions and learn more from your innovators. Guys, if you have innovators on your team, you need to be listening to them. Now, it's not that every idea is possible. It's not that every idea needs to be implemented, but your innovators have insight to what is coming. So ask questions and learn more from your innovators. I remember back when I was working at one of the churches, our tech and video team were pitching me on the purchase of some LED screens for one of our auditoriums. And all I could see were the dollar signs and, that I, and I thought our regular like projectors and screens seemed to work just fine, right? Like for me, they were fantastic. Mostly because of their persistence, I became more curious and started asking more questions. I was like, okay, clearly this matters to these guys. It was obviously a big deal to them. And I needed to understand why. That was my responsibility as a leader, was to understand why it mattered to them. I needed to be curious about what they were seeing. After asking good questions, I realized that the LED screens were really the right option for us for what we wanted to do. And actually, the cost was not as prohibitive as I had first thought. So I had made some assumptions. I had some ideas. And I had just run with those. And as I slowed down, again, because my innovators were pretty persistent, as I slowed down and listened, it gave me more insight and more perspective. Now, I'm not saying that that is always the case where you run with the innovator's idea, but you need to ask the questions and get more curious about what do they see? Because they are anticipating something that you need to be aware of. My willingness to be a bit more curious opened up further conversations and helped us make better decisions for the organization. And it also forced me to face my bias that innovators always want the flashy new technology toys, right? Like that was really my bias was that these guys just wanted the new cool next thing. While I'm sure new and flashy does motivate innovators, my team actually had the foresight to realize the LED screens would be a better long-term strategy for us. Our willingness to engage it more deeply and to try to bridge that gap between innovators and the majority, in my case, the early majority, was a huge help in moving us forward. So I really want to encourage you to move from being stuck to being curious, to realize when you are set in your ways and when you need to be curious about new opportunities. Another shift that is helpful to us, especially in engaging change, is to move from being reactive to becoming more proactive. This is a leadership perspective shift that transcends all that we do. So it's really applicable in so many different levels. When we have an understanding of how people are slow to accept change, we must take responsibility as leaders to proactively lead them through change. Oftentimes, we incorporate new initiatives without really thinking through how others will receive it and how they'll react to it. So to lead them well in accepting the new, we must be proactive. Think about it for a minute. If you're launching a new initiative or a new product that your team has spent months thinking about, You've spent time budgeting for it, designing it, launching it, et cetera. You've spent considerable time getting comfortable with the new thing. So you and your team have spent a ton of time getting comfortable with the new initiative that you're about to roll out. It's not foreign to you. But for the people you serve and lead, it might be new and likely is new. It's different and they haven't had time to absorb it. So you've had all this time to get comfortable with it. But the rest of the team hasn't had that opportunity yet, or the customers or people that you're serving haven't had that opportunity yet. We expect resounding applause for like a new, wonderful initiative that we're rolling out. And often what we hear are grumbles about what's changed or questions about what it is and what it means. 
And so we find ourselves reacting to every criticism and we start to believe that people just don't like change, right? That people just won't. They just don't like it. They just aren't willing to do it. And what the reality is, is they just needed more time. They just didn't have the time to adjust. So this is where, as leaders, we need to think more proactively in leading people to new initiatives and ideas. How could you have invited more people into the designing and planning? How could you have prepared them for the transition from the old to the new? How could you get ahead of the criticism instead of reacting to it? So really think through, how can we, be more, how can we more proactively prepare people? What will this feel like to them? How can we prepare them? What questions will they have? The more proactive we are, the less reactive we'll need to be. Now, this is coming up right now with a team that I'm working with. We're helping them define their values and, and building out like the culture that we aspire to, like the staff culture that we really want to shape and create. So we've assembled a culture team. When myself or some of our team come in and work with organizations on organizational culture, we will often assemble a culture team that's helping us really think through what are the values that we want to shape who we are and what we do? What are the behaviors? What does that look like when we're doing it? And then how do we want to incorporate that through the entire organization? Well, with this particular team, we've spent, oh, it's probably eight months now, seven or eight months working through all of this together. And this particular organization has had some pretty sizable changes in staff and structure. And so we've needed to do some pretty deep work on this. And so we've been working on all of this and now we're getting ready to roll it out to the rest of the staff. And we're having this very conversation because we're realizing that as a team, we've had seven or eight months to get comfortable with where we, what we're envisioning and what we're hoping for for our staff culture. But we're recognizing, you know what, the rest of the team hasn't been privy to all of the conversations and the hours of dialogue that have happened to get us to where we are. So we're having to ask these questions. How can we proactively prepare people? What will it feel like to them? How can we prepare them? What questions will they have? So the more proactive you are in leading change, the less reactive you'll need to be. And then the third perspective shift that I want you to be thinking about is from pointing fingers to taking ownership. All of us can have a tendency to point fingers and blame others when things are difficult or challenging. You know that's true. The innovators point fingers at the majority who are slow to embrace new ideas or technology, and the majority point fingers at the innovators for disrupting our world, right? So leaders take ownership and whichever seat you're in, whether you're an innovator or you're part of the majority, you need to think like a leader and take ownership. Quit pointing fingers take ownership for leading through the change. The best question I can challenge you to ask is, what can I do? Like whenever you get frustrated about something that's happening in your organization, what can I do? I might not be able to change things overnight, but what can I do? If you see opportunities for your organization to engage in a new initiative, what one step can you take that would help people get more comfortable with the idea? Perhaps the step is as simple as assembling a group of people from all ages and stages of life to hear their ideas and to have conversation about how this idea could further your mission. That's one thing that you can do. See, when we choose to shift our perspective, we think differently and we lead differently. And this shift in perspective, this what I call thinking up, opens up ideas, opens up conversation and it opens up doors. And leaders, that's what we need to do right now. I know we don't have all the answers. I know that we can't even predict all of what's coming. But what we can do 
is take into consideration these perspective shifts and make sure that we're moving from being stuck to being curious, from reactive to proactive, and from pointing fingers to taking ownership. And I promise you that that that's the posture you embrace as a leader, you're going to help move your organization forward. Leaders, we have the amazing privilege of leadership. Leadership is a sacred opportunity to change and affect the lives of others. This is what we get to do. So let's do that with great care and intentionality and keep leading well. Thank you for listening to the Jenny Catron Leadership Podcast. If you have any questions, please email Jenny at podcast at get the number four site.com. If this content has helped you in any way, we would love for you to share this podcast with your friends and on social networks. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing content coming from the Jenny Catron Leadership Podcast. Your comments mean the world to us, so please rate and leave comments on our podcast. And remember, you need foresight for success. We will see you next time.